I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. August 26, 2020. Today we discuss chapters 10, 11, and 12. The chapter titles are, Further Use of the Will, Acting in a Certain Way, and Efficient Action. This is Awesome Today. Awesome Today is a mostly daily show about stuff that might be awesome. Don't overcomplicate it. It's barely edited and sometimes offensive. Enjoy it, and have an awesome today. Would you? Hi. Hello. How are you? I'm good. Welcome to August 26th. It is August 26th. Check out the bat. I had to throw it out there quick before I forgot the date again. I mixed the metaphors. Did you hear what I said? Uh-uh. Straight out the bat. Straight out the bat. I yes. like it. <laughs> I like it. Hey, you know what I like? Um, I could guess. Would you, are you asking me to guess? Because you no. know I will. You know I will. It was a setup for you to just say what? And then I say... Chicken butt? Nope. <laughs> Because that's the best what answer. No, it's not. Yeah. I like your haircut and beard trim. Beard trim. Thank you. It feels very nice. I uh, I got lucky. Not in a dirty way. <laughs> I was looking at myself in the mirror and thought, dang it, because I keep forgetting to set an appointment. Now, pre-COVID... My barber worked at a shop where appointments were not possible. Right. It was first come, first serve. And so mm-hmm. if I wanted a haircut and I didn't want to wait for three or four hours, I had to get there like 30, 45 minutes before they opened. Mm-hmm. And that sucked. But he's at a new place now. But even still, when he first got it to the new place, he stayed so busy because nobody had been able to get haircuts for a while. For months. That it was like a two-week waiting list on the scheduling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I looked today, he had an opening literally an hour away from when I was looking at it, and I was like, woohoo! So he can, you can schedule him online now. Oh, yeah, saying, yeah, yeah. I didn't realize this. I knew you had to set appointments. I didn't know if you texted him or it's called all, him or it's whatever. It's all online. You pick what kind of hair service you're requiring. Yes. 
who the barber is that shows their calendar. You pick the day, the time, all that stuff. And then you leave info. And to handle the covidity of the situation right now, you've left your cell number and your email and whatnot. So after a haircut, he does sanitation and then texts you. So you're, you don't have to sit in the okay. even commons area or whatever. You can just hang out in your vehicle. Okay. And plus... If he's ready for you early, mm-hmm. then you can start early. There you go. So, yeah. Did all the things. Did a little yeah. uh, little different work to the beard. Do uh, Did just a little bit of separation between beard and mustache. Yes. Didn't know if I was going to like it. I like it. Are you still doing your terminal length yes. project? Project terminal length. Yes. He acted like he was going to trim up the edges, and I bit off his trigger finger. <laughs> Which, for a barber, that is a big loss. That's a big financial loss when your client bites your finger. It's true. But I've warned him twice. Yeah. So I felt like it was fair at this point. Yes. Yeah. He did need to be reminded, though, didn't he? He did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He he at least suggested it this time. I know he sees a lot of people. It's hard to remember things. Mm-hmm. He suggested, now, is this what we're doing? I was like, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I didn't quite say it that way. But... <laughs> Well, you're looking good, my friend. You're Thank looking you. good. I feel good. Yeah. And as all of this recent material we've been consuming would suggest, it was a positive thing to go do that. Yes. And the fly is back. I felt him. Uh-oh. Yeah, I see him. All right. Okay. Well, it is August 26th. It's the birthday of uh, a saint in the Catholic Church who's very close to our family and very popular very wildly popular i think most people would recognize her name if we were to talk about her too bad we're not (laughs) it is the birthday of mother Teresa. yes known in the catholic church under her canonized canonized name uh saint Teresa of calcutta so today's her birthday in 1910 why does 1910 keep coming to us as a number you know, what does it mean? If I were into numerology, and I'm not saying I wouldn't be. <laughs> not saying I'm not. I'm saying I've never really looked into it. Yes. Uh-huh. If I were into that, I'm sure there'd be something there. Okay. There is a thing about the number 10, biblically. So I do know some numerology, but there is a thing about the number 10, which is completeness. Yes. Yes. So. Okay. Well, she was born in 1910 in uh, what is now modern day, like Albania. Um, not a part of the world I'm super familiar with, so I'm just going to skim over that part. She, When she was 18, she became a nun. She first went to Ireland and served in Ireland and then, of course, made her way over time to India and is most known for, of course, serving in Calcutta in the slums of Calcutta. And we, she's near to our family's heart because she is a patron saint. Of spanking other people's kids. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think that's true. Spanking orphans. Do not on board with that. No? No. Okay. Uh, of our daughter, AJ, who was born on her feast day in 19... Well, 2007 is when AJ was born. I think that her... I think she died in 1997. This is a lot of dates. It's I'm a lot to of keep dates. Track of. I know she was canonized in 2016 by Pope Francis. Mm-hmm. So... Anyway, it is not her feast day, but it is her birthday. So happy birthday, St. Teresa Calcutta. birthday. Pray for us. Yes, please. We need it. Would you like to start us through your notes, which you do have today? I do have notes. And then 
I will interrupt periodically and say things that don't make sense. No, what you'll do is thankfully fill in the gaps and bring in actual quotes from the book. I'm going to be working from the summaries again that I found. Cheating, man. Well, hey, look, look. You don't get a degree in English by reading every single word. You don't get a college degree by doing your own work. (laughs) That's probably one of the truest statements that we've ever spoken on. That's right. This show. Will you remind me of what the chapter title of 10 is? I will. Chapter 10 is Further Use of the Will. Okay. Further Use of the Will. So we kind of touched on yesterday. He talks about don't be out there trying to Jedi mind trick people mm-hmm. with your thoughts and with imposing your will on them. Don't do that. That's not good. And you're not going to have source favor you when you're doing that. So he kind of continues on. Here are some other ways to use your will. So use the energy of your will to clarify your mental picture and impress it upon the source. Then let the source chart the best path to get to that goal or to achieve that picture, to bring that into fruition, basically. I don't really super love, they. this is of course a modernized summary of the book and they use goals a lot. I don't mm-hmm. really think goals is the right word for what he has in mind, do you think? It's, it's not so much of a goal as we would define it, I don't think, mm-hmm. as it is a just a, a clearly enunciated picture of the thing. Yes, exactly. And so I really loved this because I think, especially in a goal-driven, productivity-oriented culture like ours, there's that temptation to be like, okay, this is what I want. This is my mental picture. Now, how do I do it? And right. start trying to make it happen. It's the It's the... Competition problem. Yes, exactly. And a pride issue because it's really hard to consider things from a perspective of receiving what you've asked for rather than going out and killing yourself for it. Exactly. Yes. That is very antithetical to our culture Mm -hmm. to just be in a posture of receiving instead of like, I got to work, 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 hustle, hustle, hustle to make this happen. Protestant work ethic. Yes, it is. Do we need to describe that for anybody that might be unfamiliar? Well, you feel free. I I don't have the words that you It's, I mean, it's kind of a a compliment and an insult at the same time, but it's a very, it's a very real perspective historically. As you look at things, their early, early Protestantism is, is what this is tied to. Uh, much of this could very well still be true. It's the idea that if you are not prosperous or at least comfortable, then quite obviously it is due to mm-hmm. sin. Mm-hmm. And so out of fear that everybody would look at you and assume you must be sinning, Protestants yes. would work themselves half to death to make sure that they had money. Yeah, yeah. And when this really ties into the sort of puritanical, Puritan... Any anything, yeah, yeah. It's Culture. probably enough. We could go. Yeah, but that's not even what we're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so, yeah. Once you know what to think and do, use your willpower to just think and do those things, which is to focus on the picture of what you want and stay focused on that. And that's what you're really directing your willpower toward. Mm-hmm. Um, use your willpower to focus only on what you want mm-hmm. instead of. Again, trying to coerce other people or trying to, like, coerce things into happening. Um, so, yeah, I have one more 
but do you want to kind of fill in some of this? I grabbed a handful of statements and then okay. summarized a few thoughts. Okay. Um, you cannot retain a true and clear vision of wealth if you're constantly turning your attention to opposing pictures whether they be external or imaginary. Mm -hmm. And the majority of the opposing pictures, what he means by that, and he gives quite a few different examples, is a focus on a negative aspect rather than a positive. Right. Now he, because the book is about riches, he talks a lot then in contrast about poverty. Mm -hmm. And that if you're going to think about, stare at, look at, consume information on, study, lament over poverty, even, and especially that of others, that this is an opposing thing. You cannot hold that. And what, what good is you knowing about it going to help those people? What good is it going to do for whatever desperate group yes. that exists? What, nothing. You knowing will do nothing. You being aware and educated thoroughly will do nothing. Mm -hmm. To help them, the best way to help them is for you yourself to become rich. At that point, able to help through any number of ways. So he right. talks a lot to this concept of using the will to not allow yourself to be distracted. Yes. Um, says that we should avoid ultimately all thoughts or sources of negative or opposing pictures. There's no benefit to studying the negative things. It doesn't help them or you. Um, again, the best way to assist others is by growing rich yourself, but through the creative method. Mm -hmm. Uh, so give your attention solely to good things, ignoring the bad. Yeah. Um, all that is possible in the way of greatness and soul unfoldment of service and lofty endeavor comes by way of getting rich. All is made possible by use of things. Yes. Which is the purpose for rich is access to the things for the goodness and self-betterment and yeah, all that. So he does He does a lot of... It's like when you're a kid and you were learning how to write in cursive and you did the squiggles across the page. Right. This is his presentation method. Loop, 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 loop. Intersecting yes. just a little bit each time forward. Right. But he definitely does loop back. And it's good. That's a good way of teaching material, honestly, is looping back and re-emphasizing, saying it again in a different, slightly different way. But yes. I've got two more... Maybe a third. We'll see when I get to it. Okay. Um, love flourishes best where there is refinement, a high level of thought, and freedom from corrupting influences. And these are to be found only where riches are attained by the exercise of creative thought without strife or rivalry. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, I've listened to this chapter many times. I totally missed that statement. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. And then he does, he does this a lot as well. He does the the flip-flop perspective and, and states uh, to previous things, not to that exact statement, that some remain in poverty because they are ignorant of the fact that there is wealth for them. Yeah. Others are poor because while they feel that there is a way out, they're too intellectually in indolent to put forth the mental effort necessary to find that way and travel it, mm. and that we help both by showing an ex inspiring example, yeah. not expiring in sample, but an inspiring <laughs> example. There's the difference. It's a little bit of a difference yeah. there. Interesting. Um, he does definitely speak to that, that the sort of inspiration of 
hey, if I can get rich, you can get rich. Yeah. And here's what worked for me. And sort of the, I think that's what he's really, it feels right. like his work is here is to teach people this. Even if it isn't that kind of conversation that goes on. Yeah. If you want to call this charisma or whatever else, magnetism. Yeah. When people see, if, if, if we live in this way, if we live in this world of gratitude and focused on good things and working to be the best version of ourselves that we can be for the benefit of ourselves and others, who is going to be repulsed by that? Right. Exactly. Who isn't going to look and say, I, they, they may even say, I don't know what it is, but I want to be like her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a good thing. It is. That's a very scriptural perspective of life as well. It really is. Um, okay, I have one more thing on this chapter. Do you... I'll be, up? Last sentence. Okay. It just ties in. The very best thing you can do for the whole world is to make the most of yourself. Yes, absolutely. If you want to get rich, do not think about your past financial struggles, complain to others about your problems right now, or envy others for their wealth and their fame. Spend your time, energy, and attention now on the things you want to create. I thought that was so good and really one of the heartbeats of this book is the competitive mindset versus the creative mindset. <laughs> and this is what I was going to tell you this earlier off camera, but I will say that I thought that this book was really going to be focused on the mere goal, if you will, of getting rich. There is so much that's just life truth in this yeah. book. And we're going to get to even more of it here. I, chapter 12 really was super powerful for me in terms of just good life advice. Well, I think a very valuable ad, and it just struck me as you were saying it. As we walked into this book, looking at the title, we were focused on thinking this must be about physical Riches. Yes, yes, yes. When yes. in fact, this book is about physical riches, mental riches, mm -hmm. and spiritual riches. Yes. Body, mind, and soul. Yes, it totally is. Yeah. That's right. That's very right. And that if you can you can have Bill Gates's money and Zuckerberg's money and everybody else's money all piled up, but if your mind and your soul are not rich, you are wretched. I love that he uses the word wretched. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, chapter 11 is... Acting in a, in a certain way, in the certain way. We yeah. learned we learned thinking. Mm -hmm. Now we are acting in the certain way. So, by thought, this is a direct quote from the book, by thought, the thing you want is brought to you. By action, you receive it. I was like, oh my gosh, that really encapsulates what he means when he starts talking about acting in a certain way. So yes. he spends so much of the first part of the book talking about this is how you think in a certain way. So that's how this is going to come to you. But you have to also participate in the process with your action to be able to receive it. Yes. And probably not how you think, not how I thought. Right. Yeah. Well, he says the source sets things in motion by sending people, solutions, and opportunities your way. You'll need to take personal action to receive these gifts and convert them to money and riches. In doing so, remember not to take advantage of others. 
Uh, instead, give more use value than the cash value that you receive. And that was the summary. Mm -hmm. uh, that wasn't a direct quote, but that's the idea that he really unpacks and explores in this chapter. It's uh, much of the, it's paying attention to your personal action. This idea you must so you must so arrange your business affairs that you may be able to receive riches when they come to you. And not to completely spoil all of my notes with one overarching statement, but that's exactly what I'm probably going to do, is to look at this from the perspective of opportunity. Mm -hmm. That if if you're not alert, if you're not thinking correctly, behaving correctly, you are missing every day opportunities that blow by you. Yeah. It is the attentive, the present, the the creative mind who is going to see every one of those opportunities as they come along, and that opportunity may in fact be the exact thing or transition into the exact thing that you originally asked for. Um, and I don't think that's oversimplification. No, I don't think so at all. He uses a lot more words than that, which is fine. That's what authors do, and we appreciate them for it. Yeah. Um, your thought makes all things work to bring you what you want, but your personal activity must be such that you can rightly receive what you want when it reaches you. Mm -hmm. And that you're not to, you touched on this, you're not to take it as charity nor to steal it, uh, that you must give every man that value greater than. Yeah. Um, I liked the, the formless substance has the same desire for more life that you have. Mm -hmm. And this vision received from you sets all the creative forces at work in and through their regular channels of action, but directed towards you. Yes. So it's not that, as we've mentioned before, it's not going to materialize or manifest in front of your eyes from a glimmer and look, I summoned this from the ether. It's, yes. No, it's going to follow the normal channels a thing would. It doesn't require you, though, to escort it through or to go right. find it en route. And, and never forget, too, that en route, it's also accomplishing bringing more life for lots of different touch points along the way. Yes. There was one other big concept here that stuck out to me in this chapter. Um, and I said that and then I lost my place. Two more topics. Okay. So you don't guide or supervise the process. Rather, you retain your vision and stick to your purpose and maintain your gratitude. Yes. All the way through. Yeah. Um, and then that your action, which is these things, your action is living creatively. You've asked, you've, you've got gratitude. You're continuing to see this. You're continuing to, to uh, basically do your best in the current place that you are in. Yep. Um, your current business and employment, your current environment, and you move on. You don't dwell on yesterday's work. You don't try to do tomorrow's work. You do today's work well. Mm-hmm. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365 day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Holding the vision all the way through Faith, purpose, gratitude, all of that. And then that segues into the next chapter. Did you have additional thoughts on this one? No, just to mostly say he kind of like launches the idea of now you're going to act in a certain way in chapter 11. So there wasn't like a ton of practical there. It was mostly kind of setting up the philosophy of it. It's acting in the same way that you are trying to think. Exactly. Yes. But it it isn't, here's the action you take in terms of, here's how you go find your package on the UPS truck before it arrives. Right. It's, this is how you live. Yes. Yeah. While the thing is in transit. Yes, 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 yes. And so then in the following chapters, and again, once he got into these chapters of like, this is, what it means to act in a certain way. I was the, the, to me, this last part of the book is like, Oh my gosh, this is, this is all of the life advice I was meant to hear in this. So this last chapter or not last, this is the last one we're discussing today. Today, Not the last chapter of the book, chapter 12, efficient action. Yes. Okay. The song of my people. Yes. I knew the first time I heard this, I was like, did Kyle write this chapter? Uh, you know, if you're a regular Awesome Today listener, you know I struggle in this area. It, you know, because you've been married not to me for two years. I have, in the past, struggled. But you're not going to dwell on that. No, but what I'm trying to say is that this, even as a person who, for whom in the past efficient action does not come naturally. It wasn't something you had previously learned. Yes, and I didn't feel ashamed of myself or like, down on myself, I was like, oh my gosh, you mean like this is literally how you do it? Yeah. <laughs> and it's beautifully efficient action also could be viewed as a thing. Yeah. That you can ask for, you can have gratitude for, and then you can begin to exercise it yes. immediately. Yes. It does, you don't even have to wait for it. It's here. Mm-hmm. And he gives some great pointers, I think, in terms of how to mentally navigate uh-huh. that. Is this, okay, he says, first of all, sort of top of the chapter, do every day all that you can that day and do each act in an efficient manner. Mm -hmm. And where you are. Where you are in the present moment. Yes. Is this the chapter where he kind of starts talking about why and how evolution of a species happens? Yes. Okay. Yes. Now, I'm not going to go into that a lot. Right. It's tied in, my first statement from him is you can only advance by being larger than your present place. And no one is larger than their present place who leaves undone any of the work pertaining to that place. The world is advanced only by those who more than fill their present places. Yes. And this, he tied, he talked through evolution that it was when some trait, something manifested that was bigger <clears throat> yes, he really tied it back into the concept of life and mm-hmm. how life wants to constantly advance. And so he kind of was saying that when a species 
an, an individual within a species has more life than its present body can contain, if that makes any sense, that is what triggers evolution. That's when an, that individual part of the species will like grow new organs or um, adapt the organs they already have or grow a new foot or a tail or something, you know, like this is how evolution happens is because that life is like bursting forth mm -hmm. and it doesn't happen to it, the whole species at once. It happens on this, you know, sort of right. like, like creature by creature moment. And I love that he ties it all back into the advance, the advancement of life. And so we have to fill our present place where we are right now. If we can even be in a posture where we have that much life to burst forth from us. If that makes sense at all. Yes. He spends quite a bit of time, I felt like, or maybe I saw it as such because it's messaging that's that I needed to hear, that I constantly need to hear. Yeah. And that is that while you do every day all that can be done, that you do not overwork or rush blindly through things. I don't do that so much as I tend to overwork. Yes. Don't try to do tomorrow's work today, nor a week's work in a day. Mm -hmm. And then he transitions into what efficiency is and why that matters and, and how to view your day, really. Right, yeah. Um, that you do each thing efficiently, uh, that... Uh, Difficulties arise less often. These are my words around his concept. Difficulties arise less often from things left undone than from things done inefficiently. Mm -hmm. from, the, from this perspective, approach each individual task of your day one at a time, attempting to do it efficiently, making each task a success then and a day filled with successes. Yes. Further, each of these tasks can be made strong by holding to your vision while you are doing it. Exactly. Yes, I love that. And he essentially says it is better and you will be more successful to do a smaller number of things really well. He uses the word perfect. The word perfect makes mm -hmm. me a little itchy, but I know it doesn't for it's, everyone. We've, we've got to... Uh, We've got to make sure that we have good definitions mm -hmm. in our mind of words when we hear them. And I think mm -hmm. just like he's talked about that desire is unfulfilled potential. Yeah. A word that makes you uncomfortable like that mm -hmm. is probably a word where there is potential for better definition. Okay. All right. That's fair. That's fair. But so, yeah, do a smaller number of things perfectly or excellently with efficiency that sets you up for success far more than mm -hmm. where I have traveled in the past, which is trying to do a whole bunch of things and doing them with uh, no, uh, with a lot of distraction. And, and that's the key. Yeah. That and really is a huge key. To be present in the moment of the task, no matter how commonplace it is. Right. If your first task of the day mm -hmm. is to make coffee. Yes. Then you be fully present and efficient as you approach that singular task in that moment and you make coffee. And while you're doing it, you can really take a mental journey, still being focused, of gratitude and thrill over how this efficient success is tightening, ever tightening the gap between you and thing. Right. You and riches, you and whatever thing you've asked for. Yes. And because we don't live in a vacuum and 
one of the things that I get distracted by is kid interruptions. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'm realizing sometimes I need to just like block out, push away. Mommy's working. It depends on the kid and the need. So earlier example, I had a good hour to sit at my laptop and return emails and schedule sponsors and blah, 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 a bunch of just tasks that needed to be done. They weren't particularly fulfilling, but they needed to be done. Mm-hmm. Um, Mac, one of our twins is maybe going through a growth spurt. He's constantly hungry. His favorite snack is scrambled eggs, which does not take very long to make. So he was wanting scrambled eggs. And so he'd you know, go off, get distracted, play, come back, circle through mom, I want scrambled eggs. And then, no, I'm working. But I could just keep deflecting because I knew he wasn't starving. We ate lunch like less than two hours ago. I knew he wasn't actually starving. Right. So I could just keep deflecting, keep deflecting. Now, on the other hand, we have a one-year-old who is still nursing who thinks that every time his little tummy has a little rumble, he's got to have some mama milk. What I have found is if I will just, like, he can nurse in less than five minutes. If I'll just stop, go ahead and nurse him, not try to keep, typing and doing things because then my mental energy has it's totally distracted it's inefficient it's inefficient so if i can just stop nurse the baby put him down because then he runs off and is happy to go find something to do then i can turn my direction back fully in the moment in the present to what i was doing so you know it's a concept of just adapting as distractions come along would it be a good self-question in a moment to from this perspective to say because, because when we review your day so far, mm-hmm. you did that. You fed Nico more than once. Mm-hmm. You got the eggs cooked. Each one of those tasks performed efficiently and successfully, right? Right. So nobody missed out. No task was left undone. Right. You succeeded at every one of them. So in a moment where there's conflict, mm-hmm. you is it a valuable self-question to, one, realize these are all going to get done successfully. Is there one that takes priority over another? Is there one that can wait or that will be best served and more efficiently completed if it waits? Right. Those are very good questions to ask. And what I'm learning is speaking of... Never try to breastfeed while you scramble eggs? (laughs) Because I'm guessing that's a valuable lesson if anybody's not learned that. Not saying it can't be done. It's just probably not efficient. I've done a lot of things while I was breastfeeding. Scrambling eggs, not one of them yet. Maybe when he was a little baby, I could have put him in a carrier and done it. But, yeah, he's, like, this long yeah, now. So it's like a 12-year-old. Yeah. Um, wait, what was I going to say? I had a thing. Okay. Oh, speaking of willpower, this is a great exercise of willpower for myself to encourage myself to stay in the efficient mindset while I'm doing tasks. Mm-hmm. And there's plenty of time to be inefficient later. <laughs> but when I'm doing the work that's ahead of me and I want to do it with excellence, then, yeah, it's a great use of willpower to, to focus my energy that way. Have you, have you thought about, at the end of the day, have you thought about your day and the efficiencies and successes that you enjoyed that day? I, I don't do that well. I okay. need to start that practice. Well, we just did a small version of it. Yes. We pointed out three things. I also know that you made coffee quite well this morning. Thank you. That you, in a, not just one pot, no. that you fed the children this morning quite well. You took the dogs on a walk. Each task at its time 
and performed efficiently and successfully. You didn't get lost walking the dogs or lay down on the road and cry or anything. Mm-hmm. You went out, got it done, got back. Yes. Did not detract from any other task in completing it. Right. Is there any task that you set out on today that did not get done? At this moment, no. So, so far, it's a perfect day and you have tightened the distance. You've still not told me what thing or things you've asked for. <laughs> That's personal. And I'm curious. Well, I've shared mine. I want a Jeep. <laughs> amongst other things. You're putting me on the spot. You I don't, feel uncomfortable. You don't have to share it on the show. I was just pointing out you haven't told me either. I feel like I have. We'll, we'll talk about it off camera. Okay. You'll, you'll be reminded when I say it off camera. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's like one of the most intimate questions yeah. you can ask someone. I'll tell you my bra size, but back <laughs> off on my That's what I want. That's the truth. I'll <laughs> happily tell you what my bra size, but this is a little close, closer to the chest. Okay. Even my bra size wow. is, you guys. All right. Um, yes, and so I love that concept, too, that while you're doing whatever action it is that you're doing, Hold your vision as you perform your task. Why do you think he suggests that? Because of this concept that it is, where did it go? That it's your action that connects, hang on, what was it? By thought, the thing you want is brought to you. By action, you receive it. So you are you are doing both things. You are, mm-hmm. you are holding the thought. Not that you have to keep asking. I think this is such a great reminder he gave earlier in the book. Just because you're holding the thought doesn't mean, like, for you, you're not just, like, up there working during the day and being like, God, I want a Jeep. Jeep, 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 yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but that as you're working, holding that image in your mind in a very human way reminds you of what it is you are, What what is the purpose of the work you're doing. Good, good. I agree completely. And? And I would add okay. that if it really is something that's a that's a powerful want for you then it stands to if you're if you're thinking about it correctly and imagining owning it and using it and all of that then you're also going to bring in um what's the word alien joy mm. into that crap task that you've got ahead of you and all, yes. all of a sudden it ain't that bad mm-hmm. it's like that was no big deal to do that i just enjoyed a ride in the jeep while i was doing it Right. You're in better spirits as people interact with you. The experience is different because you've worked to make yourself better. Having in your mind already received the thing, yes. you are also bringing greater value to the lives around you just from the sheer secondary joy. Yeah, exactly. There is a secondary joy that radiates off of you when you're holding in your mind that thing it is that you desire, that you do believe is on its way to you. Mm-hmm. It really completely, and this is the this is the sort of crux of this new thought movement, is that so much of our reality is created in our minds. And so if we're living in that reality that we believe is on its way to us, then our experience of the tasks of scrambling the eggs and feeding the baby and walking the dogs, all of that has a new purpose and a layer of meaning mm-hmm. and your enjoyment of it is increased and then you do spill that enjoyment over onto others. I would like to offer a opposite example. Okay. A very real life lived example by yours truly. Okay. When I started in this business that I currently work as an advisor mm-hmm. in financial services, the early years were very tough. That's an understatement. That is an understatement. (laughs) 
We had within the company I worked for, for the, the region of the state, there were probably, I don't think ever any less than 20 new advisors that they were attempting to get feet on the ground with a business. And the, the attrition rate from the time training began to the five-year mark was over 95%. Yeah. So it's a small group that makes it because it is a wickedly difficult thing. And not so much that the tasks themselves are hard. It's that the psychological mm -hmm. mess that goes on yeah. is a real challenge. Is that number over 95%? Is that even outside of a huge economic crisis and recession like yes. 2008? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This would just, yeah, this would be an average time. So yeah. I would guess, and again, based on what we watched go through, I know this is uh guest statistics are never great, but I have heard the statistic that over 92% of statistics are made up. Well, there we are. So then. we got that going for yes. us. But yeah, in, in decent times, that was the rate during the crisis. It was significantly yeah. more. If, I don't know how much more significant you can get than, than that, but it was it was big. I, I made a lot of friends for five minutes that mm -hmm. quit and went on their way. Yeah. But uh, more more specifically within that whole thing, part of that job early in especially is cold calling, reaching out to strangers to try to introduce and get them interested in doing business with you in some way, shape, or form. And when you are performing that task which is not a pleasant task. I don't, I don't believe I've ever met anyone that enjoyed cold calling, not truly and honestly. It sounds like a nightmare to It's me. really rough. Think about the phone calls that you've received as you're trying to prepare dinner and you answer the phone and some butthole says, hey, do you like to drink water? And you just, <laughs> you hate it, right? Yes. You, you vomit on your own phone. You didn't even mean to. That's that's how you're received, and it doesn't matter when you call all of right. that. Yeah. But you're also starving to death. Yes. And you're you're freaking out over how to provide for yourself, your family, whatever, pay your bills, carry the debt that seemingly everyone has. And so because each call, your mind is not in a good place. Like he's suggesting to have your mind, not just suggesting he's instructing you to have your mind mm -hmm. in this good place. When your mind is in the bad place, every time you call somebody that sick desperation in your voice comes through stronger than any word you can say. And it's, oh, yeah. it's impossible to measure how much business you don't get mm -hmm. because people listening to you are like this dude is looking for a telephone pole to drive into. He is on the ragged edge and they're not wrong. Mm -hmm. It's a rough place, but that's not that I would ever want to go back and do that again. But if I had to, I would desperately read this stuff every day and work so very hard in every conversation with people to live in the gratitude and in the realization of the thing, because that may be the only thing that would bring around a more positive interaction. And even if it never increased the rate of business that you got, it would at least decrease the number of people that ran from you anytime they saw you. Mm -hmm. Yes. 100%. Yeah. yeah. It's um, uplifting, right? Yeah, well... I don't mean it negatively. I don't mean it to bring anybody down. It just was a very real-life example of the sure. wrong way. And yes. somehow still we made it over sheer just 
grace of God and persistence and right. stubbornness, but man, it, it could have been a lot better, I assume. Well, yeah, but we can't look, can't dwell on the past. Not, not I know, I'm just kidding. Um, one summarized way of saying this too is have the faith and gratitude that what you're doing now is part of the process of delivering your vision. Yes, of being able to receive it. Yes, exactly. And that's that. I didn't tie in well with my story. Yeah. Had there were plenty of times where you'd call and talk to somebody that actually was in a what we termed a money in motion situation. In life. <laughs> Real douchebag statement, right? Yes, it is. A money in motion situation where they had money they needed to do something with. Yeah. They didn't know where to go just by sheer convenience that you happened to call and it happens. Mm-hmm. It's it's probably uh, I don't know a tenth of a percent of the time, but you you do a lot of reps of this, you run across them. Mm-hmm. Who knows how many times that was the case? Something would have happened, but again, they they hear this this person's not stable, and I I'd, I'd rather just not do anything. Right. Um, so you you I wasn't ready, I wasn't prepared to receive the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he concludes some of his talking about this as so while you're working, kind of hold the. The, the image of what you want, but that's not really the time because this would make you lose your mental focus to like try to add to the details of it and expand right. your vision. You do that in your leisure in hours. Your leisure. Yeah. In your leisure hours, contemplate your vision so that it gets clearer, more definite, more deeply lodged in your mind. So, anyway, I feel like we really are only barely brushing the surface of yeah. how powerful this this chapter again for me. It was just sentence after sentence packed with truth of like, right. oh my gosh, this is what it right. means to be efficient with your work. We use... I'm 43 years old. I'm just now learning this. <laughs> Inefficiently, we use more words than he does to say the same thing and we're still only yeah. scratching the surface of what he actually said. Yes. Yes. So this is why I just keep saying this book has brought so much to my life that I was not prepared for, that I was not expecting. Yeah. Just true life wisdom that... Um, it really is completely transforming how I think about life and about how we spend our days and what some of the purposes of life even is. I don't know. It's just really good. It's really good. I have a question. Yeah. St. Teresa. Yes. Isn't it she who had the flying novena? Yes. Okay. I thought so, but I didn't want to misspeak and get Catholic corrected. Uh, Not that anybody's ever done that in anything other than a positive way. I just don't like to be wrong. (laughs) So then if we want to do a a mild watch, read, listen lifestyle, you should definitely go read about her and read about her flying novena. She's a, she's a beautiful example of someone who personally did not have a great number of dollars, but was wickedly rich and in a moment of need, she put forth her ask with faith oh, through yeah. the novena and yes. some of the stories of what what was brought to her in rapid pace are astounding. Absolutely. She could manifest answer to prayer. The flight, So a regular novena is a prayer that you pray over nine days, novena mm-hmm. nine. Um, but Mother Teresa came up with this concept of doing a flying novena where you pray the memorare prayer. I hope I'm saying that right. Corey, if you're listening, please correct me if I'm not. Um, But it's a specific prayer to the 
Blessed Virgin Mary, um, and you pray it nine times in a row, mm-hmm. and then she added, pray tenth one in Thanksgiving, and knowing, and again, it's this gratitude. gratitude. Yeah. It's the gratitude of knowing that your prayer is heard. Did she read this guy's book? <laughs> or did he uh, visit with Mother Teresa? No, she was born the year this right. was published. Um, but even there's even a story. There's many stories of people praying a flying novena. And having great things come from it, but she herself prayed at the in, in the basically the door outside of the Pope's private apartment for something to happen. A guest who was supposed to be on the list and wasn't there, she prayed, and even God even worked it together so that the Pope himself ended up being like, you know what, and then yeah. making something happen. So, and he didn't know that she was praying for this thing. Um, I love it. I've prayed it myself many times, and I have personally seen profound things happen in praying it. So that is a great Watch, Read, Listen lifestyle. Every once in a while, just when you think I couldn't get it any more wrong, I pull one out of nowhere. I have a good scent, but I'm going to save it for another day. Okay. I also, before we wrap up, want to say hi to Martha, one of our viewers on the YouTube, who left us a comment on a video from a few days ago and said that she likes to watch while she's getting ready for the day. That was like our heart and yeah. vision for yeah. Awesome Today is that people would just have a yeah. song in the background. While yeah, and if you're going to replace through the guidance of uh, of Big D Waddles here, if you're going to replace the negative things in your life, maybe this is a good substitute for the morning news. Yes. Yeah, that's for sure. All right. Any other thoughts before we get out of here? That's all I got. Well, have an efficient, <laughs> awesome today, would you? Please do. Bye-bye. Bye. Efficiency is using the least amount of inputs for the highest amount of output. It minimizes the waste of resources while accomplishing the desired output. It is delicious. Find Awesome Today and Sorta Awesome Media on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok and literally everywhere podcasts are found. Hi. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.